0: Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. Let's bow our heads for prayers. Father, in the name of Jesus We ask this morning, sweet spirit of grace, that your word would come to us unhindered, uninterrupted by any satanic influence or activity. We pray that your power will be present to heal, present to save, and present to deliver. We give you honor and we give you praise for your mighty presence that is so tangible in this room. Spirit of God, move the way you want. Do what only you Can do in our midst. Let there be healing, let there be deliverance, let there be illumination to the glory of your name alone, and let your name alone be praised, oh God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the church says aloud, Amen. Before we get into the word, I want us to pray in the spirit for five minutes. Every single person, I want you to shut your eyes, and I want us to begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. If you're here this morning and you can't pray in the Spirit, if you're not filled with the Spirit the evidence of praying in tongues, I'd like you to go to the back. Just walk to the back, and there will be one or two pastors at the back right there who can minister to you, all right? Just two pastors should go to the back, just two, all right? If you don't pray in the Spirit. But every other person, if you pray in the Spirit, lift your voices higher and let's pray in the Spirit. Everyone. Mandre <speaking> de Cobre na Tifana Kobashele Bades Mandre Boshikle da Fato Zelega. Mangre Pacato Zelebades. Mangro Palabranda Kobradebaha. Mandepo Jelebroko Baragabad. Mande Pagako Zelebrada Bakayada Bah. Mango Shike Tabarade. Nambaroshek Bandalaba. Please everyone let's participate in this. Everybody, please pray. Please pray. Meko so Zile Maha Mandika Pan Rado Ferra Mahages, Mandele Protoco Fele Pangrakashalabacope, Menompu Vele Gra Pandades, Aparo Shelebrocotones, Alemondo Cobrega Bandega, Emontu Gele paraga Paragap, Ameko Zele Pondele Paragar, Elamango Cro Bande Bandehe. For we know that all things walks together for good all things and when we pray in the spirit, the spirit itself such a deep things, Yea, the deep things of God And as we pray, what eyes has not seen, what ears has not heard, neither has he entered into the hearts of any man. We begin to better in the place of prayer. Ameroko Zemanosha Faragaba. Emma Rageto Zelebragato Ramaha. Emroco Faraba de Lebroko Sabaha. Emberako Baneko Two more minutes. Two more minutes. If you don't pray in the spirit with evidence of praying in tongues, you can go to the back. And someone is going to speak to you. One more minute. One more minute. I want to hear you pray in the spirit, everyone keep praying. We must learn the, the habits and cultivate that habit of praying regularly. Hallelujah! Oh. one more time oh Lord my God oh Lord my God, oh Lord, my God. Oh Lord my God when I in some wonder wonder I'm a And put our hands together for the Lord this morning. Let's make it louder. Hallelujah! Glory be to God. Amen to Jesus. All right, last week's Sunday, we started out a powerful series and we started talking about um, knowing who you are in Christ. And we started to teach about the Goshen experience. And I, I talked about the fact that the Goshen experience. While it is true that Goshen, you know, speaks about um, the favor of God, the power of God, the hand of God upon your life, Um, I said that without you understanding who you are in Christ, you know, you would be declaring those things, you would be seeing that God can do it, but you would not truly believe that he can do it for you. And so we laid a foundation about The concept of Goshen being light, and that light is Christ. And as long as I'm in Christ, then I experience Goshen. And we started talking about the fact that you have been redeemed, and you have been bought with a price. The price of the precious son of the blood, Jesus. This morning, we are going to continue that series, and we're going to be talking about today, what we have titled a royal priesthood a royal priesthood say it very loud that i am a royal Royal priesthood. priesthood all right ask your neighbor do you did you come to church with your writing material do you have something to jot with are you here with your bible all right ask your neighbor say neighbor all right show me your bible show me what you came to church with amen hallelujah all right let's Go into our text this morning. Our text is taken from the book of First Peter, chapter two, and verse nine. First Peter, chapter two, and verse nine. How many of you listen? Let, let's try something. When you were in your um, Bible, was he Sunday school? If you did Sunday school, and you were truthfully a Sunday school student. Did you learn how to read all the names, all the books of the Bible? All the books of the Bible. How many of you remember it? All right. Let's catch people now that have decided to be a bad child since they were small. Let's catch them now. I think there's a song formation to it. Genesis, Exodus. All right. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. I will watch people's mouths. All right. No, no, you can't be writing now. Everybody lift your heads up. <laughs> people, don't they write? No, 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 no. You can't write. Lift your heads up. Lift up your heads, OE gates. All right. Let's catch people now. You go see people with tweet now. Okay. Your shoe is on is list already. Don't worry. Just face me. Let's do it. One, two, ready, go. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. Don't shall know me, Joshua Judges, Ruth Samuel, Samuel, First Kings, Second Kings. Pastor Tosi. Jeremiah, Ezra from my bra. Dr. Sullivan. Missag Baby. Night and cock. Where, 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 where where are we? Ah, 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 ah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Where are we exactly in this? Eh? Now, now. Somebody just say, All right, let's start the New Testament now. One, two, three, go. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. My wife doesn't look Mr. I don't call yourself. Testalonia, Testalonia, Timothy, Timothy. Titus, Philip Bruce, James. Peter, Peter, John, and John. John. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Somebody just to think, say, where I go even start from now? Now, wait for somebody just say, where I go start my own career? My church career, where do I start from now? <laughs> Amen. All right. Listen. If you know all of those chapters of the Bible, and it's not in your spirit, it's like an handout in your hand, but you can't pass the course. So, Let us teach this morning how those texts would be in your spirit so that you can pass the course of life. Because the course of life is very tough. How many of you can tell already that it's tough and you have to pass this course? Amen. There's a scripture that I believe every one of us has probably heard. If you are a Christian or a believer or you're a churchgoer, You've probably heard that scripture at least 10 times in your life. And it's this very scripture, 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. We're going to do and run a little bit commentary on that text. And so that people can truly understand what that scripture means. Because we have quoted that scripture particularly when you were graduating from primary school and the assembly ground and your SOP, they will quote the scriptures for you and you recite it back. Yeah, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, da 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 da, da, da. And we sometimes do not know the true meaning of that scripture. So we're going to read three versions of the scripture. So that it can help us have a little bit of context and the understanding of that scripture. And then we proceed into what the Lord has for us. We're going to read the King James Version. We're going to read the TPT Version, the Passion Translation. And then we're going to read the Amplified Version. You see, the Word of God is not just text. The Word of God is Spirit. Spirit. And it's when the spirit of the word leaps into your human spirit, then you begin to find the fullness of that scriptures in your life. Because scripture says that the letter killet it's the spirit that gives life. So that we can have a broad understanding of the scripture, so it doesn't just become, you know, I'm a real pursuit, I'm a chosen generation, I'm a holy nation, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and it means nothing, absolutely nothing to you. So, let's read the scripture of 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. We'll start with the King James Version. Everybody with a loud voice. 1, 2, ready and read. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a whole, an only nation, a peculiar people that ye show forth. Wait, hold on. I'm the only one reading it. Let's read it together, everyone. One, two, ready, and read. Yeah. A royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that you show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. All right, let's open the TPT translation. Let's look at the TPT translation. And after that, we go to... The Amplified Version. Are we ready? Do you have it on the screen? One, two, ready and read. But ye are God's chosen treasure. Priests who are kings, a spiritual nation. Set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light. And now he claims you as his, own. his very own. He did this so that you would broadcast. These glorious wonders through the world. Let's go to the next verse. I want to see something. Next verse of the same scripture. Next verse. All right, that's it. That's fine. Now let's go to the amplified version. I'll still come back there. Let's go to the amplified version. We're going to begin to take note of some of the statements made one after the other in this text. And then we're going to break it down so that we can have proper understanding of this text my job this morning is that your royal priesthood would be a reality in your life so that it's not just to say he's made me a king and a priest unto god that that doesn't mean anything to some of us so that you have proper understanding of it all right now the amplified version we're going to read it together everybody are you ready are you ready all right one two ready and read But ye are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people, that ye may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now, let's go back to the King James Version and begin to take it one after the other. The King James Version. The first thing you can see in the scripture is, number one, you are a chosen generation. Please write that down as we begin to explain it one after the other. What does it mean to be a chosen generation? A chosen generation. Now, if you open to the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 19, I think it's verse 6. This literal scripture that you see in 1 Peter chapter chapter 9 was literally taken from the Old Testament in Exodus chapter 19. And this was Peter taking up exactly, almost word for word, the statements that um, Moses has made. If you look at it, in, in, in Exodus chapter 19 verse 6, it says, And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests. And an only nation, and these are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. So here is Peter, in the New Dispensation, in the New Testament, speaking to the people and lifting up what has been said in the Old Testament and adding a new reality into it and speaking it to the children of God. Now then, what does it mean to be a chosen generation? Because you know, the Bible says, many are called but few are chosen. What does it mean to be a chosen generation? Particularly with the fact that this text was spoken by Peter in the New Testament. So if God is saying that we are a chosen generation, what does it mean that we are the chosen generation of God? And I explain it to you this way. The Bible says that the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus. The word chosen there speaks about an election of grace. It speaks about an unpeak of God over a people. You see, if I get into a store and I enter into a store that has thousands of shoes, and out of the thousands of shoes, all of them are flashing and getting my attention, and I look at this pink shoe that stands out and I like the pink shoe, and I point at that pink shoe and I say to the attender, please give me that pink shoe. He brings it or he brings it, packs it for me I put it in my bag I have chosen that pink shoe amongst the several pink shoes Or other shoes in the shelf I've chosen that pink shoe for my use According to that which I plan to do or wear That's why I chose that pink shoe So it means that in the dispensation of eternity God chose a selected people to experience his fatherhood That is why in the Old Testament, what they experienced was God the judge, God the king, God the ruler. But when Jesus came, he brought in a new concept, which is Abba Father. It was then a dispensation of grace. What that means is, when the Bible says we are a chosen generation, it simply means that we are the generation chosen by God to walk in the perfection of grace. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you know that in the days of Elijah and in the days of Moses, they were not a chosen generation to walk in the perfection of grace? They were walking by law. Based on you do this, you get this. You do this, you get this. You do this, you get that. But in the new dispensation, we are walking by grace, not based on what you do, but the taste of the Father. Because the shoe on that shelf wasn't calling my name out. I went to that shelf, I looked at the shoe pink, and I said, I want that shoe. It's the same way God chose you, God called you, you didn't choose him. Oh, you didn't hear what I just said to you this morning. So when the scripture says in First Peter that we are a chosen generation, it means that God looked at you in this new dispensation and chose you as his own. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Lift your children and say, I'm chosen, I'm chosen, I'm chosen, I'm chosen, I'm chosen. I'm chosen glory be to God and so it means that our generation from the new testament we started to experience a dispensation of grace that the older or the previous dispensation did not enjoy or experience Moses did not experience the dispensation of grace Nehemiah did not experience the dispensation of grace they all walked by law but when Jesus came and when Jesus died the temple was rent into two and that dispensation of law was over in that moment glory to god glory to god so when the bible says you are a chosen generation it means that something had to pay because if i go to the store to buy a gift or buy that shoe in the store i have to use money to buy it it's the same way for you to be chosen the price of being chosen is the precious blood of jesus that was the exchange of your being chosen did you understand what i'm saying to you something must give Before that chosen happens. So when the Bible says you are a chosen generation, it means that, ah, people like uh, Abraham, people like Moses, people like Joshua, they are saying, Kai, Kai, Kai. See these people, man, they're experiencing things didn't experience. These ones are chosen. That is why, you know, um, Peter was saying to these people, you need to understand the peculiarity of who you are and whose you are. You are a chosen generation based on the price that Jesus paid on the cross. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. You know what? Let's celebrate Jesus this morning. Hallelujah. So you are chosen by the precious blood of Jesus. Now, it then goes further and then says, not only are you chosen by the blood, you are now a royal priesthood. Now, listen. Listen. That statement royal priesthood, if you check the old testament, you will never see it. Because royal priesthood seems like tautology, it's like combining two words that should not actually go together. Because when we talk about royalty, we talk about kingship, we talk about rulership, we talk about government, we talk about presence, we talk about kings kingship. Then when we talk about priesthood, it's a different thing. Now you need to understand this in the old testament. The way it was done is that you cannot be a king and a priest at the same time. You either be a king and the kingly anointing rests upon your life. Or you be a priest and the priestly anointing rests upon your life. And so if you're in the house of the Levites, you probably walk in that priestly anointing. And if by selection of grace, you are chosen as a king, then you become a king. But you can't combine the two together. You can't. But when Jesus came and Jesus died, in Revelation chapter 5 verse 10, he says that he has made you what? A king and a priest. The work of a priest is to go before God on behalf of the people. The work of a king is to legislate for God on the earth. Now, in this earth realm, according to this new dispensation of grace, what God is saying is that you are not only a king that would stand on behalf of God to legislate the kingdom of the earth you are also a priest unto God which means you can go before God that's why the scripture says now let us come boldly into the throne of grace wherewith we can obtain mercy so you can combine the two together hallelujah glory be to God so you don't have to be either or anymore someone says oh i'm just a career professional i want to be a king in my career professional but do you know that you can be a king in your career profession and at the same time you are a priest glory be to god a king sits on the throne a priest bowed their knees, their knees pardon me to the ground guess what as jesus died the two rows collided together and you became that one you are both seated as a king ruling the surface of the earth in any place that God has called you to be. At the same time, your knees is bent to the ground to receive instructions for rulership. Did you hear what I said? Because any king that rules against the wisdom of God will fail. So God is saying in this scripture, look at that scripture. Let's open the first, uh, Revelation chapter 5 verse 10. It says, he has made us unto a God kings and priests that we should reign on the earth so the word reign that means to rule so you cannot rule now remember this and never forget this your rulership is in your partnership between your kingship and your priesthood not one you can't say I just want to be a king and I don't want to be a priest that's why it is your priesthood that powers your kingship are you hear what I'm saying to you If you have a weak priesthood, you would have a weak rulership. Because kings reign by wisdom. Are you hear what I'm saying? Not only by power, by wisdom. So that is why you cannot take your personal devotions for play. You cannot take your spiritual time, your knowing God for yourself for play. Because if you have a weak um, uh, priesthood, you would have a weak kingship. Now go back to that scripture again, and let's run some more commentary to that. He says, "Now you are a royal priesthood." Do you see? Do you see that when Peter was talking about this scripture, he was probably dazed by the by the generation that he's speaking to. I think people like Peter, uh, pardon me, like um, uh, what's his name, uh, Moses and Abraham and Jeremiah. I think in heaven they'll just be like, "What?" What is this generation that you are so mindful of them? Why do you love them so much? Not only did you make them chosen, now they are both kings and priests at the same time. Ah, ah! Glory to God. Then he took it another further. He says, you are an holy nation. Do you know what the meaning of a nation means? A holy nation, the word holy, does not mean, listen, the word holy... <laughs> does not mean i don't touch any button while that is true and that can pass for the word the meaning of holiness the word only means to be set apart and set in standards which means anything that is holy is right do you understand do you get what i said anything that is holy that's why we say god you are holy not because god doesn't sin but that's true But because God is set aside, there's none like him, there's not compared to him, and everything he says on everything he does is true and right. That's the meaning of the word holiness. So the scripture then says that you are a holy nation. So it means that because you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you are holy. Do you hear what I said to you now? You are holy. It's right. You are right with God. Oh, glory to God. I'm right with God you know one of the myths of righteousness is that people say oh there's nobody that is righteous or my sin determines my righteousness or my unrighteousness your sin has nothing to do with your right standing with God your righteousness doesn't depreciate or appreciate it's not forex it's not stock markets. it is constant K with Jesus because your righteousness is a gift of salvation you didn't earn it you didn't have to do anything for it The only thing that you did to end that gift of salvation is that you believed in your heart and you confessed with your mouth. Glory to God. And as as long as you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, the parcel that you get, just like when first-timers come to your church and they give them a parcel when they say, I'm a first-timer, and we give you a parcel for coming to church, or we give you, like I said, our full stuff. Did we give full stuff in the church? I, I don't know let me go and turn to first timer too <laughs> but they give you a parcel because you became a first timer, it's the same way the moment you say I'm born again all things are passed away, all things have become new you believe in your heart that Jesus died on the cross and he rose again and you confess it in your mouth a parcel is given to you called righteousness it's a gift, you didn't earn it you didn't pay for it, you didn't do anything for it, it's a gift of the welcome to God's family <laughs> Glory to God. And so, this was Paul, or Peter was saying that these people are not only just a chosen generation, they are a royal priesthood, they are now also a holy nation. He then went further to say they are a peculiar people. The word peculiar means difference, stand out. Not like that, they are peculiar. You know when we say people have a peculiar assignment it means their assignment is different from every other person's own so these people the assignment is quite different from the old ah. oh glory to god the assignment is quite different and because of the complexity and the importance of the assignment in bringing Jesus back to the earth, to the glorious church that he will meet, that is why they have to be chosen. That is why they have to be a royal priesthood. That is why they have to be a holy nation. Let me tell you something. Do you remember the scripture in the book of John 14? I think it's John chapter 14. I think it's verse 3 or verse 6. When Jesus said that um, in my father's house there are many mansions, how many of you remember that scripture? It says, "I'm going to go back, and you know." Let's read that scripture. Aha! First, John fourteen two. It says, "In my Father's house there are many mansions." I, I, I want to show you the peculiarity of who you are. Lift your two and I say, "My eyes sees this morning." Please shout it loud, very loud. My eyes to see you highly. Shining in the light of your glory, and pour out your power, and as we sing, one more time, to see you. to that scripture, I want to show you something very powerful there. It says in John chapter 14 verse 2. It says, in my father's house, there are many mansions. If you were not, so, I would I would have told you. Now watch this. It says, I go to prepare a place for you. Next verse. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto who? Unto the mansion. I know I'm I'm going to, I mean, when God showed me this thing, the new generation, I want to show you something. I'm going to take you to the mansion. Let's go back to that scripture. I want to show you the peculiarity of who you are. (laughs) Go back again. It says, in my father's house, there are many mansions. If you were not so, I would have told you. says i go to prepare a place for you next verse verse 3 then says that and if i go prepare a place for you i would come again and receive you unto myself that where i am ye also be now where is christ is it a mansion where is he I mean, don't be scared now. Where is he now? He's seated in the right hand of the Father. Yes or no? Let's continue. Next verse, verse verse 4. It says, And whether I go, you know, and the way, you know. Next verse, verse 5. All right, thank you. Now watch this. Jesus said, I'm going to, you know, mansion, da-da-da-da-da, and I would come back and take you to where I am. We've established the fact that Jesus is seated in heaven. Now, this is where many people miss it. Because in our minds, we literally think that when we get to heaven, there would be 7 billion, that's if everybody makes heaven, there will be 7 billion mansions big gigantic mansions and Christ said in his words that everything has been finished already so in our minds we are literally thinking that there is evacuator and bulldozer in heaven they are excavating like there's construction going on in Jamaica bring quickly bring the armor this door this door wants to break make this door not for break go 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 Somebody else is thinking that, ah, somebody's about to die tomorrow. Oh, yeah, 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 cleaners come and sweep. Because this mansion, this person must not make this place dirty. So everybody thinks that when we get to heaven, there's one mansion, the door will open. <sighs> you know what Jesus said in his word? He says that ye are the temple of the Lord. You need to understand that when Jesus spoke, he was speaking a lot of times in parables. So, it says, ye are the temple of the Lord. Another scripture puts this way: ye are the house of the Lord. So, people are going to heaven thinking that they are going to find plenty of mansions all around. And they are just going to get their own big mansion. But let me tell you what Jesus said. He says, where I am, here you would be. Where is Jesus at the right of the Father? Then the Bible then says, in the book of Ephesians chapter 2, if you read further, verse 6, it talks about how you are what? Seated in Christ Jesus. So, where you are going to is where he is already, and that is where you are going to be in heaven, and that is where you currently are on the earth. Hallelujah to God. Glory be to God. I'm telling you this, but anyway, let's wait till we get to heaven, shall because some people think that you know bricklayer they will carry ailments. go. even God done the work, say, Ah oh boy, I don't tire today. Hey, this construction, you know, if it's Nigerians, some of us Nigerians, if we enter the construction site and we get to everyone and see the mansion, say, What is this one for? This is a BQ. I don't want this. We can even argue with God. So I don't want this kind of, you know. But let me tell you, where you are is where Jesus is. And where Jesus is, is where you are. Let me give you a good example so that you can understand that many times until the Holy Spirit opens the scripture for you, everything you see here, you will take, you will just see it as letters. Until God gives you revelation so that you can see. Another example is <laughs> should I say it? Let me get a response from these people. Should I say it? Let me try here. Should I say it? One more thing is also that people think that when we get to heaven, I, I, you know, I said during the leaders' meeting last year that I'm going to talk in December, towards the end of the year, I'm going to talk about, you know, the second coming of Jesus. Everybody go fear for church. Say, hey, God, I'm just joking. But I'm going to talk about that so that I can understand some of these deep intricate things. And I started to study about it since last year. One of the things people think is that when we get to heaven, everybody will be looking for each other. Say, where is there? Seven billion people. Say, hey, where is uh Brother Izekiah, you too. You made it to heaven. Hey, glory to God. Hey, hey, hey brother Nathaniel, you too. Hey, hey, what no man can do? He has done for me. So, everybody thinks when we get to heaven, we'll be searching out for each other. Do you remember the story of in Matthew 17, the Mount of Transfiguration? You see, when Moses and Peter, uh, and Moses and Elijah came to the mountain, did Jesus introduce Moses and Elijah to Peter? Did he say, now, Brospie, P. P man, that one we get dada because people think that Elijah has dada. Is what you have watched the most? That one we get dada. <laughs> eh? Now Elijah be that. That one we get uh, wrong stuff. Now Moses be that. See that one in the stammer. You see this one in the verse quickly. Do you hear what Peter said? Without introduction. He said, "Let us make a room for three of you: one for um, Elijah, one for who Moses, and one for you." Without introduction, how did he know them? When we get to heaven, we will see ourselves as one lights. I'm telling you, we are going to recognize ourselves because the concepts. Ah, should I enter it? The concept of the body of Christ will really then be revealed to us. Because the body of Christ is one. The earth cannot introduce itself to the leg because they are one. So when we get to heaven, we are going to be as one with the Father. That's what the Bible was saying He that is joined with the Lord is one spirit with him. Let me continue. Ah, I've not started my sermon over. No. Pastor Daddy, 14 minutes to go <laughs> let's keep going because of time now go back to that verse of scripture verse um yes so we're still back to first peter chapter 2 verse 9 are you learning something this morning are you getting blessed this morning somebody shouts i love the lord and i love the word of god you see we must learn how to respond and be excited at the word Glory to God! Hallelujah! 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 This is something. When you start studying the Bible, for, the Bible is so sweet. I'm telling you, particularly when the veil is removed from your eyes. And that's why you have to pray Ephesians 1. 17. The Father of our Lord Jesus, the Father of glory to give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. So that the scripture is not just text to you. You can really understand what these things truly mean. Now, let's go back. It says that you should show forth the praises of him. And listen, the word praise there, if we go to the TPT version, let's go to the TPT version. Because sometimes when we read the word praise, we think it's just talking about us worshipping God just say praising the lord always look at what he says there he says yeah a chosen generation a chosen treasure of priests who are kings and a spiritual nation set apart as god's devoted ones he called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light and now to claim you as his very own now watch this he says he did this so that you would want so that you would do what Now, why did he make you a chosen generation? Why did he make you... Are you hearing what I'm saying? Why did he make you a royal priesthood? Come on, let me hear you, church. Why did he make you a holy nation? Why did he make you a peculiar people? What does broadcast mean? To tell, to announce, to publish, to make noise of, to declare reason for all of this is one reason. To broadcast. The reason why you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus is one reason. To broadcast. To publish. To announce. This is the reason. This is the purpose. This is the purpose of salvation. The purpose of salvation is not for you to become richer yes salvation makes you rich because that christ died and was cursed so that through his own poverty you can become rich but the reason for all of these things is one thing to broadcast not to just say praising the lord he has done it for me but to announce that he can do it for you glory be to god glory be to god glory be to god and this is the part that is very interesting Last Sunday I started talking about light. You remember that? And I talked about how Jesus is the light. Then I said that you know this light shines in darkness. Scripture says that this light shines in darkness, and darkness cannot comprehend it. Then he then says in the scripture that he has then moved us into what a out of the he uh, says, and he has called you out, pardon me, out of darkness into Marvelous lights. The meaning of marvelous means unending. You, you, know the, you know the definition I love the most of marvelous? Too good to be true, kind of light. Glory to God. Glory to God. Too good to be true, kind of light. Woo. I love the man of Galilee for so now then what is righteousness? Why do we all of, have all of this package? Why did God make us right? Let's quickly just define that. I have to run now. Righteousness is the ability, please write this down, is the ability to stand before God without any guilt, shame, condemnation, inferiority complex. And the Holy Ghost gave me this yesterday night while I was preparing. It says, Knowing fully well that you have been bought with the highest price, the blood of Jesus. It says, righteousness is the ability to stand before God without any guilt, shame, condemnation, or inferiority complex. Knowing fully well that you have been bought with the highest price, the blood of Jesus. You see that in the book of Ephesians chapter 6, I think it's verse sixteen that talks about the breastplate of righteousness. It says in verse, verse uh, Ephesians chapter six. Let's start reading from verse eleven. Ephesians six eleven. Ephesians six eleven says, "Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wheels of the devil." Next verse, verse twelve. Quickly, media, quickly. Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand the evil days. And having done all, to stand. Next verse, quickly, quickly stand there for Having your Lord God with the truth And having your breastplate of righteousness How many of you have seen breastplates before? Where is your breastplate? Where is your heart? Where does the life proceed out from? So righteousness is the guard to the entrance of your life Did you understand that? Where does the devil condemn you? Where does the devil tell you you are not good enough? Where does your your family loved ones tell you that you are cursed? Where does it sink into? Now, when scripture says, take the breastplate of righteousness, so that as the death is coming, it stops there and falls off. This is the reason why we must understand the concept of righteousness. Because if you don't, you would always go to God as a beggar. As that guy who came back to his father, the political son, who said, you know what, I'm but one of the servants, just make me. The father said, you servant, my friend, get him the fatted calf. Kill for this guy. Because once you have the breastplate of righteousness, there will be therefore now no condemnation to you. Because you know you are righteous. Because you know there is no condemnation to a righteous man. Because guess what? You know that God is not looking at what you've done to tell you what he's going to do for you. There is no guilt. That's why I love that song that says, no guilt in life. No fear in death. There's no guilt. No, you see, listen, the Lord is not holding any charge against you. You are discharged and acquitted. Glory be to God where the spirit of the lord is there is what liberty if the son in whom the son has set free is what free indeed and so when the devil brings and throws wrong ideas to your mind when the devil says you're not going to get that job you didn't pray enough you are not good enough what is in your chest the bread plates when he comes in he jack-padah. glory be to god when the devil says, "Can't you see the lumps in your breast? Don't you think it's cancer? Don't you think so?" When it's about to enter, where is it entering to? The breast place. Can anything proceed into the heart of the father? What then happens to it? Goes back. Why? Because you know you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. This is the concept. Because when we talk about the marvelous light, the marvelous light we are talking about in Christianity is your new creation realities. That is your marvelous lights. It's your new creation realities. Who you are in Christ, who you are in Him. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Say after me I have the breastplate. Of righteousness, say it very loud. I'm righteous, I'm as righteous as Jesus is. Some people still don't want to say it because they think that they sinned yesterday and that's reduced their righteousness. <laughs> I'm as righteous as Jesus is. My righteousness is the same as Jesus's righteousness. I'm free. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So let us quickly talk about how to experience this marvelous light and the righteousness that you are in. And some of the things you need to understand, I'm going to just read them to you quickly. Number one, you need to remember and understand that you are, you have been redeemed. Revelation chapter 5 and verse 9. You have been redeemed. For you to be a chosen generation, for you to be a royal priesthood, for you to um, be a peculiar people, a holy nation, you have been redeemed. It says in Revelation chapter 5 verse 9, it says, and then song with a new song saying, thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seal thereof. For thou was slain and hast redeemed us unto God by the blood of out of every kindred and tongues and people and nation, lift your two hands and say, I am redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Another scripture for you there is First Peter chapter 1 and verse 18 to 19. First Peter chapter 1 and verse 18 to 19. Let's go to the next thing. Number two: you are a new creation. You are a new creation. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 I'm a new creation therefore if any man be in Christ is a new creation behold all things are passed away all things does that include sickness does that include poverty does that include generational curses does that include past failures glory to God all things are passed away Does that include your own mistakes? The one you committed yourself, the one they told you not to do, but your Shangri made you do. Guess what? It's still old things. And if any man be in Christ, you are a new slate. Have you seen a tear rubber car before? New. Not washed, not driven, not used Can you see how it's That's who you are You are new I don't care how many times They've slept with you And you should stop But guess what As a righteousness of God in Christ You are new (laughs) I know it's too hard for you to believe it I don't care how many times People have said no to you Even in your job As career professional, you've tried businesses, you've, I mean, you are believing for a promotion, the KPI is set, and still they didn't promote you. Guess what? You are new. There's deliverance in this house already. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your two hands to God and just worship him everyone what a sweet presence here thank you Jesus Number four, you have a new nature. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 15. You have a new nature. Number five, you are healed. Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 4. Number six, Christ lives in you. Go back home and read the scriptures again. Second Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 16. John chapter 4 and verse 28. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. Christ lives in you, Second Corinthians chapter, four, chapter 6 and verse 16, John chapter 14, verse 28, Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. Number 6, you are delivered from the power of darkness. Glory to God. Let no man trouble me for I bear in my body the very mark of Christ. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 12 and to verse 14. Now, let's go back because my time is up now to First Peter chapter 4... Um, 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. The anchor of all of this redemption package that we have, the sole reason... Listen to me at this point. This is where I need your attention. Because for your priesthood and your rulership and your royal priesthood to be fully activated under the earth, which you have been activated... The reason for that and why Christ did that for you is one thing. To broadcast the gospel of Jesus. Give me the the TPT version again. To broadcast. How many of you, when BlackBerry was out then, do you remember BlackBerry and how you do broadcast? How many of you don't, I hope, I mean, they can't i are not noticing you. How many of you have muted your parents' broadcast? Let me see your hands up. Like, you've muted your parents' broadcast. I don't know where they used to get all those things from. Just forward it. Forward it. There was one I saw one time. that ah, Anyway, let me just... Before, in the, in the older time, it was some magazines that they used to sell on the streets. Remember those magazines that a woman turned to crocodile? And don't eat sardine. If you eat sardine, you know, sardine was from the queen of the coast. I may remember those things. Now our parents transited with us. We left them to that sardine and crocodile. We moved into tech. They followed us into WhatsApp. The things they were not now doing physically anymore with newspapers and magazines, they are now doing virtually with us. <laughs> there was one time someone was jitting me out. There was fighting. <laughs> you know when they were fighting that um in america the black life black life matters so one of his his fathers forwarded the message that don't go out to ah, what is going on nigeria (laughs) don't go out so but that's what it means to broadcast that is what it means to make believe that's what it means to announce now let me tell you something there are people in nigeria and around the world i don't want to i mean you have certain personalities like Helen Jena, and some of those people who disguise and, oh, I don't even know if it's disguise, whatever it is, they say they are now a man. Oh, sorry, they are now a woman. But let me tell you something. Do you think that those people do not think that people will attack them? Do you think it never crossed their mind that people will attack them? Do you think that people don't still attack them till tomorrow? What have they created? They've created a thick skin to keep broadcasting their own gospel. But believers who we are chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people, we mute our own broadcasts. And not knowing that the reason why you are a royal priesthood in the first place is to broadcast. Because if they remove broadcast from your phone, it is finished. If they remove broadcast of the goodness of God from your lips, you are gone. The purpose of your identity in Christ is to broadcast this glorious gospel of Jesus. That's the reason for this. That's the reason why you have the nature of God. That's the reason why you have the life of God. That's the reason why you are the righteousness of God. So that you can tell the world about it. Glory be to God. So that you can scream it to the rooftop. God is good and God can be trusted. Hallelujah. So that you can tell the world. I know my Redeemer lives. He died. He rose again. He resurrected. And now I'm seated with him in heavenly places far above all principalities and power. And so the broadcasting, the publishing of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is not only for evangelists. It's not only for the outreach church units. The propagation of the gospel, the broadcasting of the gospel is for any person who is a new man in Christ. Are you a new man in Christ? Then broadcast the glorious gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the purpose why you receive this life. That's the reason why you have it. To broadcast the glorious gospel of Jesus. To publish, to tell the world, to make announce, to scream it to the rooftops. Let me ask you a question. When was the last time you invited somebody to your church? When was the last time by yourself you went on outreach to just win a soul for God? It's not enough for us to shout, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And the purpose of the righteousness is not done. Because the reason for that is to make marvelous the light that you have received. When was the last time you gathered your friend and instead of you going to the new opened restaurant in Lagos, you say, you know, Bolanle or Bingbe, let's just take a walk and see how many people we can preach the gospel to. What was the last time the words of your lips praised the name of the Lord through the wonderful works of his hands in your life? When was the last time? You know what Paul says? Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel for it's what? The power of God unto salvation. What is salvation? Soteria. Nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken. If I want to have nothing missing in my life, nothing lacking in my life, nothing broken in my life, then I must not be ashamed of the gospel. But we live in a generation, we are too conscious of our social perception. Our external perception. Our corporate branding and our personal branding. Against the one who sits on the throne. The very one who you come to church weekly to proclaim about. But that one, you don't want to publish his works. You don't want to publish his news. You don't want to talk about him. You don't want to be socially, you know... You know, I've heard people say, you know, in my business, I don't really want people to think I'm a Christian or I'm a Muslim. I just like to be general. It's only politicians that behave like that. If you don't know I'm a Christian, how will you see my light? How would you know I can help you if you don't know I'm a Christian? You must know that I'm a Christian because Christianity is not a religion. It's a life. And I, as a believer, I radiate that life of that Christianity. Because I know. My assignment is to propagate, is to publish, is to declare, is to announce, is to broadcast the power of God. Go on a stroll with your friend this week. Say to yourself, you know, this Sunday I'm going to invite people to church. I'm going to bring one person to church. Broadcast the gospel. Tell somebody in your office about Jesus. Tell him that he, tell them that he is Lord and he saves. Don't be ashamed of the glorious gospel of Jesus. Now, Romans chapter 10, as I close. Romans chapter 10 and verse 11 to 15. Let's read it. Romans 10 and verse 11 to 15. I want to broadcast the glorious gospel of Jesus. I want to partner with the work of God. It says, for the scripture said whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed many times when we read that scripture we see it as only a part that says if i believe on him i will not be ashamed in my life all things will work well for me but what he's also saying right here is that once you believe on him don't be ashamed of him tell the world about him talk about your god on your social media amen listen to me they cancel jesus let them cancel you it's okay but don't you think that the people who does these extreme things don't you think that they know people who are running for presidency now don't you think that they know that people are going to abuse them but you because somebody tweets back and say you don't know what you're saying you, you 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 go back in broadcast the gospel the same way our fathers and our mothers to the point, see, we must be so aggressive about the gospel to the point that people might sometimes have to mute you. Let me tell you, when they mute you, it's a sign that you've entered something. It's a sign you have penetrated their heart. I'm telling you the truth. Let them get tired say, Jesus, girl, it's okay. I'm not Satan's girl. I'm not ashamed of the glorious gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. Hallelujah. Stop being ashamed whatsapp stories use it for god instagram posts, use it for god go on a date with jesus not that i want to just go and hit burger kings because they've opened branches in lagos take two people and go on burger <laughs> burger walks for jesus take your nations as a zone your tribe As a tribe members, gather together, four of you, five of you. Take a walk. There is ICM down the corner. After service today, take a walk to ICM. Five of you say, you know, that my church is just down the road. Would you come next week Sunday? Propagate the gospel. Publish the gospel. Be committed to the gospel of Jesus. This is the reason why you have salvation. Next verse of this verse 12 then says verse 12 he says for there is therefore there is no difference between the Jews and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Next verse, watch this. He then says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Next verse. He says this how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? how shall they believe in whom they have not heard how shall they hear without a broadcaster how angels don't preach gospel I hope you know they don't come down from heaven to preach they need man God never comes down to start saying ba-dum, ba-dum. if you don't give a lot to Christ you will go to hell next tomorrow and we don't preach condemnation amen we preach that God has redeemed you by the precious blood of Jesus. But there needs to be a preacher. From today, declare very loud I'm a preacher of the gospel of Jesus. The new generation must understand that the preacher is not this guy standing on the pulpit, the preacher is you. I'm a preacher. Put it on our social media. Everywhere today, look for somebody in your neighborhood. Say, I'm a preacher. I'm a preacher. I say, which kind of preacher I that? I'm not a preacher of war. I'm a preacher of peace. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Rise on your feet this morning and declare amen, 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 amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Jump up, jump up, jump up, jump up, jump up. Hallelujah. 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 Let's take this confession together Everyone, one, two, ready, read I am a new creature Without any past Therefore There is no guilt No shame in my life I have a glorious future I am God's workmanship Created In Christ Jesus Unto good works I have put off the old man Behold, all things are new in my life. I have the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I have eternal life. What makes God God is what makes me me. I have the very nature of God. It enhances my life, my finances, my relationships, my career, my business, my mental capacity, and my destiny. I am redeemed. I am blood bought. I am blood washed. I know who I am. And because of this, I broadcast, I announce, I scream about the wonderful works of our Lord Jesus. I'm a preacher of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel because I'm a believer. Hallelujah! Put your hands together for the Lord this morning. We hope you were greatly blessed by today's message because God still has so much he wants to share with you. So stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in his presence.